You're listening to the Amber Wetterer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald Reprobates podcast with me, Derek here, and James there. Hello. It's Oscar week this week. It was indeed. Last night, I believe. It was, and after not watching the show, I think we should talk about it. Indeed. So what else will we do? We'll lead we'll into something we know nothing about. That's it. Brief internet do. shenanigans and checkups later. That's it. Did you see any of these Oscar films? Uh, no, I've actually had a really dry spell in the cinema lately, so I mean, I can't even comment on whether or not they were... Wo- oh, I did. I did a lie. Um, didn't the song from Frozen win? It did. I seen Frozen. Two children <laughs> will do that to you. That counts. Ten best picture films, and you've seen the animated yeah. film from the other category. <laughs> and I didn't even see... Yeah, i seen the song category. I didn't even see the fucking the animated one. I don't know what did, one. Did, uh, Frozen. Oh, Frozen won that it as did. well. Oh, yeah, see me. I'm all about the Oscars, you know. I know a good film when I see one. You, you didn't see 12 Years a Slave, uh, Captain no. Phillips? No. no. I have them all downloaded. I just haven't got around to watch them. I was too busy watching the fucking chase. Uh, <laughs> the chase is awesome. It should have been up here. Oh, should be up here every how, year. That, how that didn't get a fucking nod, I don't know. Is it didn't have uh, any slaves being whipped, which seems to be the main yeah. thing this year for the... Or space people being whipped by space yes. cables. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so you had what twelve years a slave picked up the um, best picture. Yeah, which wasn't a passed over at the Globes. I think for so. Best picture, I'm pretty sure it was. It was. I mean, of the the list there, it's not the film you watch again. It's it's a good film, but again, I'm going to go out on the limb of my uh, vague knowledge of any of these films because I'm looking down through them and I haven't seen one of them. But from what I gather, American Hustle was meant to be very good, but you know, but. Probably not Oscar good, but uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Captains Phillips, and Dallas Buyers Club, and Gravity. Like Gravity seems to be getting the nod, given such a simple idea for a film with two bo- two people floating around space and all. Like it's the one that everyone was talking about as the that's what made it so good. Yeah. Is that how good? It's the film you have to see in the cinema. It's all about the special effects. And yeah, the, and I believe yeah, I believe if ever a film wanted three D, that was it. Like yeah, yeah. Like it's not something you're going to sit down on the 40-inch the TV and get Yeah, where I've heard of people raving about deal. Wolf of Wall Street, the average Joe, if you will, raving about Wolf of Wall Street. Like. It's it's good. It's DiCaprio gets to be full-on crazy, yeah, taking drugs all the time. Sex, drugs, and yeah. fucking stock markets. It, it? will be the film you might watch again. Yeah. But even even at that, maybe not, because it's three hours long. It's yeah, a see, long, that's it's what's a been set. holding me up, because, I mean, you know, I'd be watching most of my films either in work on the DOS or at home and I can't commit three hours to either of those things at the moment like it's just a, I just don't have that sort of time free time that's it well Spike Jones and uh, Joe Quinn Phoenix talking to uh, Scarlett Johansson and falling in love with his, his phone that might be I haven't seen that that might be good yeah that was the yeah I believe again I believe it works you know it's a weird idea for a fucking film I mean like a dude who falls in love with an yeah. operating system and uh, ultimately marries it or something like that or that well, seems weird like. I don't know yeah but I mean but you know it's Yaquin Phoenix so you know weird is what he does I suppose that's it so then um, you know we go down to as you were just saying best director then was uh, Alfonso for Gravity um, which again you could argue you could argue it two ways you could say wow how did he make such a good film with a cast of two or you could turn around and say, hang on, what direction? There was two fucking yeah. people. 
Yeah, uh, special effects guys put some stars in behind uh, yeah. George here. A star wipe, star wipe. <laughs> but uh, no, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, so could you argue that that's better or, or worse from a directing standpoint of as to how a film is put forth? Because direction of two people has got to be a lot easier than I can only imagine the cast of 12 Years a Slave must have had a big fucking cast. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you had Fastbender, or Brad Pitt, you know. There was not, not you, it was like a... The Wolf of Wall Street, when they're in the the Wall Street sections, yeah, had a fairly big background cast wandering around of extras in the in the office scenes. Oh, but I'm sure Twelve Years a Slave had a bunch of cotton pickers, had it? Uh, not many. No, there'd be much more in the Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, it's but again, Scorsese's he can knock that out is in his sleep. Yeah, that, well, that that's sort of just film. his thing. Yeah, because that's what it was up against. You were up against Scorsese for Wolf of Wall Street, or Russell for American Hustle, Alexander Payne for Nebraska, and Steve McQueen for Twelve Years a Slave. Mm. So, an American Hustle, it's good, but it's it's not a legendary film. Yeah, it ain't it, Oscar good. No. Yeah. Then, uh, best leading actor, Mr. Matthew McConaughey, with his massive Skeletor scary yeah. head. I have to say, Matthew McConaughey is one of those guys that. I actually think he is. He's a he's an amazing actor. I mean, I've seen him in some really, you know, broad things from your rom coms. Your and I mean, probably what I would argue, probably the best fucking rom com is uh, what Ten Ways to How to Lose a Guy in How Ten to Days. Lose a guy in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's me, the film buff over here. <laughs> yeah, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I mean, that's actually a film that, as a bloke, you can sit down and get a laugh out of. Like, it, it's pretty decent. And then, you know, he went on to some, you know, some pretty bad shit like Sahara and all that sort of crap. But, you know, it, it was what it was. It wasn't him that made the film bad. But then you go on to films like, you know, Dallas Buyers Club, Mud, um, yeah. Magic Mike, which I only seen there recently on uh, The Better Half's Pick for Movies One Night. And I have to say, you know, it's as a film, it is what it is. It's a film about a bunch of stripper lads and all. But McConaughey in it, how he kept a straight face doing some of his scenes was beyond me. I don't like know. He, was, he was absolutely fucking brilliant in it. You were cringing watching him. You were nearly getting sick. You were, you were actually expecting it from to like just burst out laughing like and not be able to keep holding it. At like. the same time last year, he was in Killer Joe, where he plays this creepy contract yeah, killer. That was, and that was a messed up film. And Pervin yeah. all over the teenage young one. Yeah, and get, getting their Kentucky the, Fried Chicken the hill, on. Yeah, the Hillbilly family and all that. I mean, that film, that, again, that was one of those films that, for me anyway, sit there, it was kind of hard to watch. But not because it was a bad film, but just because of its content and, and of him. He was just so sleazy and it was horrible. Yeah. Like. So I think his overall career actually paid off with the winning well, the Oscar this time. Because this was the thing, though, because, I mean, I was actually reading an article where this was orchestrated. Like, he actually, more or less, I won't say took a break from acting, but just start refusing all these rom-com roles that were coming into him. He just turned them away, turned away. Apparently, he had a word with his wife and said, look, shit's going to dry up. They're going to stop offering me this stuff. And he held out and held out. And, I mean, if this is the fruits of his labor, I say fair mm. play to him. He took a gamble and it has definitely paid off. Yes. He, he looks like shit now, but it's definitely paid off. He was in Wolf of Wall Street for five minutes. Yeah, so I believe. Uh, and isn't he in True Detectives now as well with Harrelson? Yeah. Woody Harrelson. Uh, I actually downloaded the first, the first episode of that there um, last night. I, I'm hearing good things. Yes, but the two guys you think now, these really awesome actors, everybody's got looking forward to this True Detective. But go back 15 years, Mr. Romcom and Mr... Uh, the dumbass out of cheers oh, that's you'd it, never yeah. expected this yeah you wouldn't have seen it yeah. but I mean again Woody Harrelson is an actor that I have always I don't know what it is even down to a silly stuff I mean like I remember at the time um, did you remember the film Kingpin 
the bowling yeah. movie like that was just fucking hilarious it was and then I mean probably one of my all time favourite films um, Zombieland like you know what I mean he's just brilliant in Zombieland as well like well, you know back even further to the White Man Can't Jump White Man, yeah I mean great the only yeah, but the, the thing about that film was what was your woman's name Rosie something or other yeah, Rosie Perez Perez fucking hell if ever you wanted to put a bullet between somebody's eyes whore and she's and I know you could argue that that's good acting because you know she's playing that annoying fuck but Jesus is she annoying in that film yeah she keeps going back to her leave her alone find somebody else yeah right we'll get on then to lead actress Kate Blanchett in Blue Jasmine which I I can actually say I haven't even heard of so I mean I don't know what that says about the movie I think it's a Woody Allen film Oh, okay, that would explain why I haven't heard yeah, it. Not like your style of thing. No, care fuck all about Woody Allen. It was meant to be really good. She's but again, yeah, she was up against um, Amy Adams in American Hustle. Amy Adams, who I wouldn't wouldn't rate at all. I I don't nominated think for an Oscar five times. I know, and I don't I don't get it. I don't see it. Everything from fucking Man of Steel to the fi- was it the fighter or fighter whichever one the, it was the fighter the fighter. You know, I don't get it. I just don't see the attraction. And I don't. I don't she doesn't stand out in, a, in any movie I've seen she doesn't stand out and make me kind of go wow now that was a performance like she's just I don't know she's generic in her look she's not even a great looking girl she for my money I won't say she can't act for shit it's not that at all but she definitely doesn't fucking stand out you know so no, you've got Amy doesn't. Adams American Hustle Julie Dench Philomena which again it's Julie Dench you know she's generally very good kind of holds her own on the screen I yeah. believe it's a very good movie again that's, that's our sort of thing like you're looking for your your dead baby or whatever the hell she's yeah, looking yeah, for yeah I think it was a ba- baby she was made give up was it based on an Irish woman actually she was yeah. actually at the Oscars um, last night um, but basically yeah made forced to give up her child and then is, uses this investigative journalist in and again an odd casting of Steve Coogan yeah, well, I suppose he can't do comedy all the time. No, but it just goes to show his chops for acting like that he can pull off something like that. Uh, you got Meryl Streep in August, Osage County, and then Sandra Bullock in Gravity, which again, given that it pulled Best Director and all, I'm surprised that it, it actually didn't go that way for her. Like. But she's not a great actress. Like she does. Oh no, not at all. But... You know, I mean, I, I'm going out on a limb here after not seeing the film and saying it's a film about two people floating about space. How yeah. good can it fucking and be? Like? It's, not, it's not too. George jogs on halfway through. Oh, does he? He does. He Spoiler. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? You know, he wanders off. We've seen it with a spoiler. <laughs> but, um, yeah, okay, so, Blue Jasmine. Mm. What is it? Woody Allen? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know why Jared Leto can't be in that uh, that category. He's playing a woman. Or Very true. If they wanted to be super fucking, super liberal at the Oscars and say, you know, we're breaking boundaries, yeah, they probably should have thrown him yeah. in because... He that's up next. It's best performance by an actor in a supporting role, Jared Leto for Dallas Buyers Club. And I mean, again, he got the nod at the Globes as well for this. But like you say, you could argue best supporting actress. That's it. But, he's, um, he's not a good looking woman, but he's, he's a fine actor. But he's a sexy looking man. Um, again, you know, the competition was stiff in this one. This is probably, I would argue, from my understanding of you know the the, the brief look over I gave it. This was probably one of the tougher ones. Yeah. I mean, he had you know Brad Cooper, American Hustle, Fastbender, and Twelve Years a Slave, and Jonah Hill, who apparently was on fire in Wolf of he Wall was, Street. He was. He was. And yeah. uh, the lad whose name I can't pronounce. Yeah, that's why. That's why I left him. Out. Yeah, Captain Phillips pirate. You, you could have said was co-lead with Tom Hanks because he was in it. Yeah, an awful he's the long bulk time. of the film. Yeah. Oh, I some pop up here. Hang on. Hmm. Be quiet. But uh, no, J- Jonah Hill was really good in Wolf of Wall Street. Like from the guy from 
was it super bad? Like yeah, you said, super bad. Where, where's this come from? Pretty much a lot of the Judd Ab, Judd Ab, mm. Ab, Ab, Judd Apatow. That's him. Um, pretty much any of his movies, like you know what I mean. And then you know, again, I have to say, I never pull, and I, I, I'm not a fan of his movies. You know, knocked up, fucking forty-year-old virgin. I'm not. None of those films ever kind of struck no. a funny with me. Which nor is, super bad because super bad was one of these that was so hyped up that by the time I got around to watching it, I was kind of like, really, this is yeah. it. Which is weird because you compare him a lot with Kevin Smith, and his films are awesome. Yeah, but it it, it's all down to dialogue. It's just down yeah. to dialogue. I think Kevin Smith writes some fucking smart dialogue, and it's funny as hell. Whereas Judd Apatow, it's you know, you kind of get the feeling off at that. It's like just a bunch of mates making a film. It's like Grown Ups, that fucking, you know. Yeah, it's like that. That's what it would remind me of. But I Jonah Hill, seen then, I've seen him in a couple of movies with um, that one that was basically almost a modern retelling of Adventures and Babysitting. I think it was It was actually called The Sitter, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they left out the adventures. Yeah. But again, I stuck that on a work one day, just looking to waste an hour and a half or whatever. And I was actually really surprised. It was very funny. He was very good in it. And then I sat down again, another watch it and work, waste a bit of time movie was 21 Jump Street because I never had any time for Channing Tatum either because he's just this pretty boy, ex-dancer or whatever the fuck he was. And yet the two of them suited their roles so well that yeah, it made it me really kind of look at them again and kind of go, yeah, this guy's this guy's good. This guy's kind of funny, like, you know. But Ice Cube stole the show in that film. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. anybody who uh, told you to get the fuck out and stop annoying Korean Jesus, <laughs> you know, best line in a movie ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, we're down to best uh, performance of an actress in a supporting role. And again, I'm going to... Lipita Young Nyongo Nyongo is it? Yeah Nyongo Lupita Nyongo Okay And she was really good In that film Yeah Again I'm going to have to take your word on it Because You know Not not a nice happy No That's that's the thing that Has held Again I mean I've always got me reasons For not watching films And it's not that I won't watch that film But there's, you know, nothing uplifting about it at all. But I mean, it's no. not enough that I want to kind of go, yeah, get me popcorn and me drink out, and you know, let's sit here and just be miserable for fucking the, two hours. I'm gonna spoil it again. The uplifting part is at the end because it's called Twelve Years a Slave. So he spends twelve years yeah. as a slave. Yeah, and then he, he so he's not a slave. His, his mates come and rescue him in the in the buggy, right, with the horse and cart. Yeah, and it's all awesome for him. He gets to go off home back to his wife and family, but the Patsy the the woman who won the best supporting actress, she's left there on the on the plantation with Michael Fassbender. Right. There. It's not would she be a house nigger or a field nigger? <laughs> she was in the field and in the house when she's Fassbender not, needed her. She's not her. good looking enough to be a house nigger. No, no. No. She was, but the Mrs. Fassbender didn't want her in the house all the time. See, because that that's the sort of oppression racist film I'll watch. It's a Tarantino-based one <laughs> where, you know, you've got a, a lad wearing a suit fit for a fucking, I don't know, an Oompa Loompa or something like that. The, the state of it was ridiculous. But, yeah, and, uh, He was only short of having like a little pinwheel hat and an oversized lollipop wearing a suit like that. Tw- 12 years could have benefited from the boys rolling up in the buggy and starting a shootout with yeah. Michael Fassbender. And blowing up the director with dynamite. Yeah. But, um... Right, uh, best animated feature was Frozen, which again I've seen, brought the kids along to see it. It was up against a couple of films that again I'm surprised that I hadn't even heard of. Like, you know what I mean? Animation wise, Ernest and C- Celestine, never heard of it. The Wind Rises, never heard of it. Despicable Me 2, I've seen and didn't particularly like. That's the one with the minions, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely 
nowhere near as strong as the original. The original was actually pretty good. The Crudes, which again bombed. The uh, c- caveman. Yeah. Michael Sarah, I think. Is it Sarah? Is that his name? Yes. The skinny dude. Yeah. Um, but Frozen, I seen. The kids enjoyed it. But the best part of the film was actually there's a little snowman character. She makes this snowman, brings him to life. And he's hilarious. There's him and a moose. And they are absolutely hilarious in it. Like just bumming around doing Yeah, just things. acting the maggot. He's con- I mean, he has this dream where, you know, all he wants to do is go to a beach and all, but of course he's no concept of the fact that he's just gonna fucking melt and he, he has this whole song and dance routine about how he just wants to go and lie on a beach and all and it's hilarious. And like, you know the the two characters kinda of looking at each other kinda of going, I think we should tell him sort of thing and nah. they're like, Nah, just leave him at it. Like but you know, overall the whole story was weak. I mean you look at I mean you look at like some of Disney's outings, like original kinda you know, yeah, well, not original because I mean, obviously King. it's a I think it's a Hans Christian Andersen Snow Queen story is what it was based on, but again, much like you look at Tangled, which was based on Rapunzel, and Tangled again was an amazing film. You know, again the characters just worked so well and everything, but you know, for me, Frozen it was it was a fairly shallow movie. Like you know, Disney films normally have a bit of depth and some character development and you know, really somebody to root for and somebody to hate, and this film just didn't have that. No, well, it's getting a second life now as a sing along. You oh, go totally. back to the I mean, cinema and I have to sing. say, you know, I mean, it'll bring us down to. I mean, obviously, I've said it already, but like, it does win best song, and people were giving out stink about it. But I mean, look, I'll talk about that when I get to it because it's a, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Okay, <laughs> we got cinematography, costume design. Uh, don't even give a shit about. We're down to best documentary feature. Um, was won by Twenty Feet of Stardom. Again, I didn't hear anything about this. I no. couldn't tell you what it is. What the it's about. Only one there I've heard of is the act of killing. Mm-hmm. About the, I think it's Cambodia, and they get the, the guys who ran the the Pol Pot regime to reenact, what oh. they did under killing people. Oh, very like nice. These guys, th- this is what we do. Yeah. Uh, it's like crime line for Cambodia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it goes down to documentary short achievement and film editing. I mean, imagine film editing is an Oscar worthy fucking thing. I mean, I know a badly put together film is bad to watch. But actually rewarding the people that that's your fucking job, man. Just just do your job. You edit a film. Grant, thanks. You know, you're either good at it or you're not. It's, you know, it shouldn't be like acting or whatever. Best foreign film, who cares? Achievement of makeup and hairstyle. Oh my god. Uh Dallas Buyers Club wins for having a ropey cross dresser and a skeleton man. Yeah. But imagine would you but ever think you'd see the 80s. day? When Jackass Presents is on a list of <laughs> Oscar-nominated movies for Bad Grandpa. <laughs> now, to be fair, no. it is very good. The Lone <laughs> Ranger's up there. For what? I mean, you walk into any old-timey photo place where you bang on a waistcoat and a cowboy no, hat no, and they no, take no, a no, photo it's, and it's, sepia. It's all uh, Johnny Depp's... Uh, Being Native Birds American? For, yeah. But it says makeup and hairstyle, and that... That was a hat. That wasn't that. That's costume. That ain't that ain't hair. That's his bird's bird's nesting. Achievement and music written for a motion picture and original score. Gravity gets the nod on this one. Again, it was up against the Book Thief, Horror, Philomena, and Saving Mister Banks, which I'm surprised that didn't get it. Given it's a movie about the making of a musical. Now yeah. I know. Obviously, the songs, the Sherman Brothers songs, you can't pick them as your score. But I'm surprised that a film of that nature didn't get the nod for you know the best score original score um achievement in music written for a motion picture that's where frozen came in yeah for the song let it go and again 
I mean, it's not something you're going to be sticking on your fucking your MP3 player or whatever, but it's a good song. You know, it's one of those big, powerful, ballady, uplifting sort of songs. And the, the whole thing was, uh, I mean, it was up against Happy, uh, Pharrell's Happy from Despicable Me 2, the Moon song from Horror, which I only heard the other day because I haven't seen Horror. It's fucking terrible. It's like, it's like something that was done... It's him and Horde singing, making up this ridiculously kind of nearly spoken word song about the moon and their okay. love for it. Um, the moon in the sky. Love. Huh? The moon yeah. in the sky. Yeah, it's literally, that's what it's like, you know. Um, you have Ordinary Love then from Mandela, uh, Long Walk to Freedom. Um, but the thing that pissed me off about this was people were giving out. I was listening to it today. People were giving out, kind of going, oh, let it go, that one, oh, don't believe it. Happy should have won, happy should have won. I seen Despicable Me Too, and I did not remember that song from Despicable Me Too. And then when that song was released, which is now a couple of months later, I didn't like the song when I heard it on the radio. It's a fucking, it's it's an annoying song. I didn't like it at all. So for me, you know, people giving out saying that Happy should have won when it wasn't a film made, it wasn't a song made famous through its use in a film. It was a song that is now popular, but happened to be in a film. Yeah. You know, it's. But I've never heard either song, so I can't. You never heard that song, Happy? No. Oh, I don't yeah. listen to the radio. The radio. Yeah, I so do. That, I'd have it on at work, like so. Mm. You kind of can't avoid it. So like, literally, it's every hour on the hour song, and it's it, it's not good. It's Pharrell Williams, you know. So. Okay, uh, production design, short film, live action short film, sound editing, sound mixing, visual effects, screenplay. Um, Scream, original screenplay. Okay, that's yeah, that that's pretty much yeah. Don't give a shit about all that sort of stuff. Very shallow. Very shallow from movies. Good to see the guy from Jackass winning the original screenplay picture. Spike Jones. Okay, did he? He did. Best adapted in. Uh, no original screenplay went to her. Yeah, Spike Jones, the Jackass oh, guy. Spike Jones. Oh, of course. Mm. Yeah, I forgot he. Yeah, I forgot he was behind her. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, so I suppose it goes to show that, like, you know what I mean, along with acting the maggot with a bunch of fucking half-wits, he can actually, you know, write something that's... Yeah. Because I believe it is. I believe it's um, it's an oddball sort of movie, but, you know, he makes it happen. He makes it, you know, it's a guy who wants to fucking marry his operating system, like, you know what I mean, artificial intelligence-based operating system. Yeah, or something they, like that. They've done that in a Big Bang Theory as oh, well. Did they? they did. Okay. Always ahead of themselves. Mm. The new Star Trek, you know, the Star Trek showed us the way of the future. (laughs) The the big award ceremony last this weekend, the Razzies. I know, I didn't get a chance to look anything up or I wanted it, but you you don't know who won. No, okay, oh no, no, okay, let me get Victor. Do you want the nominations? I I could probably guess without the nominations, but give me the nominations. Uh, Grown Ups 2, right? The Lone Ranger, really, really, which I thought was pretty. I thought that was Good. grand. Uh, not the worst it's one we've seen last long, year. long, but grand. Yeah. Okay, go on, go on. Uh, a Medea Christmas. Never heard of it. Uh, it's Tyler Perry dresses up as a black woman. He makes a bunch of these, maybe four or five a year. Oh, God. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, After Earth and Movie 43. Right. Well, after hearing the nominations, I've heard a lot of people give out about Movie 43. But when you said Razzie's the one film that sprang to my mind was After Earth. <laughs> So it's, it's it's nominated in pretty much every category. Okay, so what took you know worst picture or best worst picture? Best worst picture was movie forty three. Did it get it? it okay, did. I was gonna say because that's 
I remember just hearing about that. Like, a lot of people just giving out about it for like the cast that was in it and all that. Apparently, it's just dog shit. Like, but the one that sprung to my mind was purely because of box office purposes was After Earth. Yeah, well, After Earth won the best worst actor and best worst support actor for the Smith family. Oh, great! They both get to take home a gong so. Yeah, and the uh, worst actress went to Tyler Perry in a Medea Christmas. Tyler Perry, who was that? Uh, Black comedian from America, huge in America, but not outside. Tyler dresses up as a woman in Medea films. Is that? It's not to do it in Ride Along, is it? No, that's Kevin Hart. Okay, it's a different different guy. black comedian from yeah. America. <laughs> okay, and the worst supporting actress, Kim Kardashian, in something she was in. Jesus, didn't even know. I mean, how can she be considered a fucking actress? I don't know. But, uh, oh well. Sylvester Stallone got nominated for worst actor in. Three different films. He was three them in the one category. Yeah, the no, breakout thing or whatever was it. Nominated for worst actor in Bullet in the Head, Escape Plan, and Grudge Match, but he only nominated once. He just happened to be in the three, three bad films. Yeah, no, yeah, it's terrible. The, the Smiths won the worst scream combo as well. Lovely. The Lone Ranger worst prequel, remake, rip off, or sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't hate that film. Like. It was grand. It was, you know, it done what it done. Like I say, overly long, but it was all right. The worst director was given to 13 different people who directed movie 43. There was 13 directors on it? Apparently. I don't know how. I know the, the premise of the film is it's a guy is trying to write a screenplay or something. And each rendition is like it's a, it's a version of his screenplay. So the film is basically made up of all different... Uh, yeah, the segments and yeah. each directed by somebody else. Oh, okay. I didn't know that that was the way it was done. Uh, yeah, it, that's the way it's done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair so enough. That's uh, the Oscars and the Razzies. Yeah. So the Razzies are obviously held the elsewhere. Hel- <laughs> the, the night before, somewhere in LA. Right. And unless you're Sandra Bullock, you don't turn up a boat. Yeah, because did Holly Berry not collect for Catwoman one year? Yeah, but she didn't win an Oscar the next night. Alexander oh, Bullock did. Right. Oh, really? For yeah. uh, the Blind Side, where uh, she plays the white woman who helps the, the black footballer, orphan lad, or something, yeah. wasn't he? Or homeless lad, or something like that. And what did she get the Razzie for? Uh, something else. Uh, I'll check. Put you on the spot there. You talk about something there. I will, indeed. It could have been the Blind Side as well. Right, I'm going to talk about something uh, work related to you. I'm going to pick your brains right. in the seediest way I can. Um. A couple, it's reported from the Chicago Tribune, but the place is called Orlando, or no, it's not Orlando, okay, excuse me, so it's Orland Park, so yeah, it's probably Chicago. Basically, this couple were picked up at 3am, getting a taxi home from, doesn't say where, and taxi driver turns around and says, hey, no, hang on, none of that, get the fuck out, two of them are having sex <laughs> in the back of the cab. Fair enough. He kicks them out, but then neither of them have a wallet on them, so they're basically refusing to pay an $83 fare. So the cops are called and they basically come along and the the dude who's involved kind of goes, okay, yeah, look, neither of us have a wallet, but I live just down here. I'll get you the money. Comes back and pays with his mother's credit card. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the police report said that, they, you know, both of them smelled of alcohol and their clothes were strewn about the back of the taxi. So they weren't even discreetly kind of going, yeah, let's have a little, little Swifty in here. And then your woman was taken to hospital because uh, of what they called um, 
uh, incoherent statements because basically she was just that wasted. She couldn't, uh, incoherent statements, inability to walk without assistance, constant change in emotion and pale appearance. So she was ushered off to hospital because of that. Basically just being rat arsed, a bit frisky and having no money on you. All right. Now, you know, kicking the couple out in the, I mean, he had to wait till they were like half naked and actually at it yeah. before he comes down and kicks him out. Surely to God, like you, you could have known something the, like that. Like you I generally mean, notice somebody taking their clothes off. Yeah, feet I would imagine. You. Yeah, I mean, even say it's like a minivan type yeah. thing. They're still only in the back. You have a rear view mirror. If she's as bad as she was, you notice that when they're getting into the car and you keep an eye on people like that. I would imagine so. Yeah, and if they're having sex, you don't kick them out. You ask them to stop because you you want the money in the end. Yeah, you don't. Really or gonna you watch. Yeah. <laughs> you pull over. So yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to swing around and me see here. Don't mind yeah. me. But, um, yeah, and if so they don't have the money, you have to join in. Yeah, so yeah, if look at this. Some there's ways, ways to pay for this, this, this cab fare, yeah. So what's a... Uh, no, it got, it got me thinking, though. That I'm sure, like, uh, in your 12 years behind the wheel and in front of the piss heads that you must have seen or heard or smelt some odd well, goings on no, in the back of your car. No, nobody tried to take their clothes off and have sex. But I'm pretty sure there's at least one girl blowing a guy behind me coming in from the airport. Right. And she disappeared out of the rearview mirror, which happens a lot, especially with drunk people to kind of lie down. Yeah, head on lap sort mm. of thing. But this was a uh, welcome back from where oh, we were. Oh, they weren't together. She was. She, one was meeting the other. Oh, okay. You got right, that from yeah. the conversation. Okay. But you couldn't really see what was going on because he was sitting directly behind me. Right. Didn't have the courtesy to move into the middle and yeah. let me watch. <laughs> and is that like surely twelve years? That's the worst you've seen. Uh, this girl showed me the, her arse because <laughs> uh, somebody told her it was she had a fat arse and like that. I can't, I can't judge her sitting on it at the moment. So she knelt up in the chair and dropped the pants and no just way. the tongue and it wasn't fat. <laughs> it was tongueish. No, and um, okay. Uh, and night a uh, a guy asked me could he rent my car for 20 minutes <laughs> him and his girlfriend were staying with friends they, they had no privacy they were looking for somewhere to go for a little bit so this cheap bastard the best he could do he wants a bit of nucky staying over with some friends with his missus and the best he could do is offer you money to, That's to it, rent yeah. your car what was he going to do drive around no uh, he wasn't driving anywhere I was taking the keys with me so they were just going to outside the house on the side of the street what so they weren't, it wasn't even like you couldn't drive us to a nice secluded yeah. area. And Maybe, I, I never asked. Like, yeah. definitely leaving the meter on and we're driving off. So he, these were, this was he, a fair. Yeah. I so he kind of leans forward. Uh, come here, buddy, what's the story? Yeah. No, no, she, she wasn't in the car. He was going to go into the house and get her. We're outside the house and he's offering oh, to, right. I go and have a cigarette. So I presume they were leaving the car there. So he wanted you to just take a walk. Yeah. She was going to come out. They were going to... And... Yeah, then and you come back and say thanks very much. That's yeah. thirty quid or whatever. Yeah, plus the char- silent charge for this mess <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how old is this guy? Uh, in his twenties. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you know, young enough to get away with that sort of yeah. malarkey, but old but enough that I mean, you kind of go, "Come on, mate, don't be so fucking cheap." That's it. And probably old enough that he could go down and uh, rent a hotel room somewhere. But were they? Did they, did she then come out and you drove somewhere, or were, was this the end of his journey? This was he, the the end of his journey. Oh, they were okay. going back to the the house. Right. They were they were staying. Oh, in so the you room. picked up the pair of them. She walked on in. No, I picked up him, and he oh, was going. I presume going to her. And get her. Right, right. I get you now. I get you now. I'm with you now. Okay, so. Mate, that, that's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, 
surprised in a boring way at that. That's that's crap. It po- is possible head, and a, yeah. and, a, and an arse in your face <laughs> is the best you've got, and a proposition to rent. No, no, hold on, one more, one more. Okay. Uh, picked up a, a guy one night who uh, on the way we got back to his place offered a, a cup of coffee to you? to me right at two in the morning. Yes. Like no, I don't think he was. He really, really wanted coffee at that hour of the morning. No, because he was obviously awake enough at that stage. He was still yeah. up at that hour, yeah. And on the way back, he was talking about his boyfriend who'd stayed out, and everybody liked his boyfriend. He was a big dick. He was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> but don't want your coffee. I don't want to know about people's dicks. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just oh, want some money. Your boyfriend's Pringle can dick. Fuck's <laughs> sake. So, and I mean, you know, you lovely people out there haven't seen this 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 handsome man sitting across me doesn't strike me as gay you no. know what i mean i'd say he'd be about as popular with the gays as he is with the women you know <laughs> but uh the yeah, proposition so for coffee but i mean i would have been of the mind i mean i don't know maybe i'm completely off base here but you know the whole thing of they can smell their own surely to god like you know what i mean like a gay lad could kind of tell from the mannerisms or conversation I mean you weren't stroking his leg driving up the road or <laughs> no more than you would anyone else's <laughs> that's it okay. and uh, not the the only time that's happened like uh, one of the other drivers got offered a blowjob from a guy for his fare and it's like taxi drivers will tell tall tales when not not really this guy yeah. so yeah, trying to believe it that's not one that's not a tall tale as in a bragging right tall tale yeah. you know there was this six foot blonde you know what I mean that's the offering me a blowjob from your taxi fare that's bragging rights some dude down at the offering you a blowjob is not a yeah that's that's in and one yeah. of the other lads got offered a blowjob by this time by a woman right but the, there were two women in the car but there were, there were travellers so he said eh. One's going to distract me, the other one's going to choke me to death here. That's, yeah, seatbelt around your neck, yeah. yeah. So you declined the offer. But I believe I believe that is commonplace. Um, shall we say sexual favours for payment and whatnot. Yeah, possibly, but unfortunately never really happened to me. Yeah, no, cause I remember hearing a story a oh, long, long time ago. I would have only been a, a young lad at the time. And uh friend of a friend situation, something like that. Two girls making their way home from town. One got dropped off. The other one, who was the friend of the friend sort of thing, obviously some sort of a fucking dirty old bitch. Turns out, though, I like that. Whether she propositioned the taxi driver or he asked, you know what I mean, do you, do you fancy working off that for her or whatever, she says, yeah, he kicks in the back door. So uh, apparently she was not too impressed. Couldn't walk right for a few days was uh, the expression, I believe. But I remember my young, impressionable mind kind of being blown by that, just going, kind of holy shit, that this, this goes on, like, you know? But uh, not only the, the pain for a taxi ride with sex, but the audacity of him to just kick yeah. in the back door with no warning. That's it, no, that definitely deserves a, another lift home. Yeah. Like that, he, that, he owes her that, something at that stage. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's like, and how much do I owe you on top of that drive home, love? Yeah. But uh, keeping it sexy. Um, the world of technology has uh, made things... Are we going back to her? No. <laughs> Not sticking our dick in floppy drives or anything like that. Um, no, it was basically... Um, there was a, a Brooklyn native, as they put it, I mean, like it's a fucking continent or something like that. But uh, yeah, th- this board, anyway, long story short, has our phone stolen. Um, and In New York, never. Yeah, I believe that. But um, basically, she has her phone stolen. And then, basically, on her cloud account, it pops up a bunch of 
cringy as they as it puts a uh, uh, amateur porn, basically involving a middle aged couple, who obviously one of them was the perpetrator of the yeah. the robbery of the or phone. They bought it off somebody yeah. down the pub. Yeah, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like uh, you know, but basically, it turns out that. She reckoned, um, the, you know, your woman's statement says that uh, it seemed like they were getting off after taking the phone. There was 26 pictures and one homemade pornographic video. Uh, now, that to me sounds stretched, that these people were getting off after taking the phone. I say the most likely scenario is they don't know what the fuck a cloud is, bar a, a white thing yeah. in the sky that con- you know occasionally produces rain. So I'm I'm guessing that they've got their hands on this nice new smartphone it, and it, it it has a camera, it has a video recorder. Let's make use of it. They're getting you know, they're just they're just having a bit of crack and they're taking a few photos and little do they know that it's automatically backing up to the cloud and then she logs in remotely, checks her cloud account and there you go. Bunch of uh So you the face in the arse of the guy who stole your phone. Yeah, well, there is, um, I mean, no, the, the thing is, there's a, a picture here with two crudely blurred out faces. Like, there's literally a picture of them kind of lying back, only short of having a cigarette <laughs> afterwards, like ar- arm in arm, kind of spooning, mm. like, both looking up at the camera. Kind of like a selfie, but with yeah. the two of them, like, lying back on the bed. So, I mean, there's a, a very clear picture of the two of them, you know, so, I mean, how they haven't been done for it is beyond me, like, you know. So, and has the person who used to own the phone put these up on Facebook yet? Um, I don't know. Well, like, I mean, there's the, the photos made it to the to a website and stuff, so I could only that's presume that you would. Enough. You'd have to throw it up. But because the thing was, I'm just saying about the faces, because um, back in 2012, uh, it goes on to tell you here, that there was an app called I Gotcha. And basically, after just, like, uh, if you even attempt to put in the code once and get it wrong, it automatically takes a picture. Okay. And you've pre-set an email address. So it takes a picture and sends the picture to this email address. And there was actually um, a person, oh, excuse me, there was a person um, actually convicted, like the, from this I Gotcha app, like in England. It was in England back in 2012. Um, basically banged in a code, got it wrong, thing took a photo, emailed it off, you know, posted up a picture or something like that, and it turns out that somebody recognised this person and they were got and convicted All on right. it. So. You know, Say so I found this phone, I was putting in the code to see during the last dial yeah, number. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's, you know... But you, you have a pile of phones in a box that you've stolen. Yeah, exactly, yeah, they, they come calling at your house, yeah, and you've literally a shoebox full of fucking phones, no chargers, no SIM cards, <laughs> nothing like that, you know? But it just, uh, you know, it, it kind of sometimes it makes you wonder about just, you know, all this kind of taking pictures and, you know, popping them up online or just keeping them on your phone and stuff. If you do ever lose your phone, you're fucked, kind of, you know? That's it, but then what? code do you try first on somebody else's phone yeah it's for, I, I would imagine zero 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 yeah, just that that's locked uh i'll do do something with that throw it in the box over here with the other ones yeah well I'm, that's what i'm just saying but th- this thing does it after one attempt anyway so right anything else for us uh no not really the, the wankers of the world the wankers of the world yes. yeah yeah so we were talking about this wankers of the world idea again and we figured rather than just populate a list immediately that what we do is it would be something that we would build up these eight wankers of the world and then have their spots up for contention so go on hit us up uh tyler perry tyler perry the medea guy <laughs> who i don't know who that is he makes all these medea films that are apparently terrible i've never seen one and is he self-funding these or? He, he started off yes but now they're making 
big money, so they're all f- they fund themselves oh, pretty much. Okay, but so he makes the list just for being a fucking idiot and making makes shit the films. The long list we can whittle it out. Yeah, we, he, <laughs> he's, he's he's putting his name in the hat though. Let's put it that yeah. way. Okay. Had to be in the entertainment world, be himself, Kim Kardashian, and Justin Bieber. Right. Okay. Yeah. No explanation needed. Nah. Um. I can take your Kim Kardashian and expand on that with a can one Kanye West <laughs> again. So the, the the West family did they get one nomination or just fuck man? I I I tell you, I I take the West family and I'm talking fucking Fred West <laughs> and the boys. I take them over the day with Kanye West. Um, you know, you listen to previous podcasts. You want to know how I feel about Kanye West, but you know, I think it, it goes without saying that that boy is a fucking wanker. Like he's an asshole and he well deserves a spot on the wankers of the world. He does. I listened to uh, the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. The okay. guy wrote American Psycho. All right. He's a fairly decent podcast, and Kanye West was his first one, but uh, it was terrible. Like you know, Kanye West, he's a dick. He doesn't come across well. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that gets me. You know, I'm like that. Where you know, I can be very easily swayed with actors and musicians, and you know, if you and I think it's when you see like interviews or maybe you know, so-called backstage footage at award shows, and you kind of get you kind of get a feel of that this is how they go on. It's not, like, they're, they're nearly not aware that they're being filmed, but they obviously are aware, you know. But he's the sort of guy that, and anything I've ever seen him in, interview-wise or anything like that, he's, he, yeah, he just comes across as a fucking arsehole. Like, he really is, yeah. like, a, a wanker, you That's could say, you know. called himself a creative genius, but he can't spell it, so he doesn't write that on the, what's your occupation on when you're getting off a plane, you'd fill in the little forms. All right. Like you can't spell creative, can't spell genius. creative genius. Yeah, so but yeah, he's a creative genius. Yes. Yeah. Absolute fucking wanker. Um, I will throw in there again, just from a complete distaste for this little prick, but I'm going to throw in Bono. You know, <laughs> people, you know, your fucking, your sheep mentality, bleeding heart, tree-hugging do-gooders of the world will rally behind a fucking wanker like this. But to me, Bono is just nothing more than a fucking hypocrite shite bag who carries around a bag of starving children ready to pull one out whenever there's a camera around you know that sort of way he's the sort of guy who says things for the reaction and not with any real conviction i mean i always remember years ago the whole Jacques Chirac thing with France and nuclear testing and all this shit. And he stands up at an award show and gives it all this, oh, what a country, what a fucking, what a city, what a president, what a wanker, he says. I'm like, what? The fucking audacity of this cunt calling somebody else a wanker. Like, he is just, he's, you know, where Bob Geldof done shit for the greater good, this guy just rode the coattails in behind him, waved a bigger flag and, you know, is a, yeah, you could argue he's raising awareness, but you know he he comes from a city that has a serious problem with homelessness, owns several mm. buildings and hotels around the city, which are probably sitting idle yep. most nights of the week, and yeah, he he'll try and raise a penny for a starving child in another country. Start with the city that That's made you. The guy sleeping in the doorway beside his fancy hotel. Yeah, you know, I mean, start with the city that made you. If you're really that much of a you know of a, a do-gooder and worried about the people worry about your own people start you know charity starts at home and all that sort of crap yeah. so i mean well, what's that make up of? but that's that's got to be five or six bodies on that list bono it? bieber the wests tyler perry yeah that's a that's a good enough and the guy from north korea of course yes but i told you he gets a pass on his haircut so until he gets a worse haircut he's getting a pass you got that was a ugandan president as well yeah yeah. I think he arrested a bunch of gay people the other day as well. Did he really? He did. Fuck. His, um, his whole theory on how to stop 
people being gay put them in a the yeah. building together yeah, yeah. not put, working put a bunch of same sex people in a room together that'll, that'll <laughs> knock the gay out of them yeah. um, speaking of people we spoke about before that preacher dude who died is he still dead he's still dead yeah. but they've brought the same snake back in to, <laughs> they're, they're still using the snake I just I, 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 well, I, the I, snake was only being snake you can't really I, blame yeah, it yeah I forgot to bring up the article I, I'm not even going to try and root it out now but yeah supposedly the fucking they've literally got, still got the same snake in their snake swinging and guitar <laughs> I, I'm picturing like people air guitar but with a snake like you know, sort of way but yeah they still got the fucking snake there well, same one since the the preacher came to my notice by being in the Henry Rollins show and Henry Rollins was in the chase will we talk about the movie box of doom I guess I mean it's that time people it is the movie box of doom so last week oh there's the, there's a, the obligatory shake of the movie box of doom to prove that it is a physical thing um last week we drew out uh, 94 was it yeah 1994 chase movie intelligently named the chase mm. basically you had the um plot two people one on the run for a supposed bank job which it turns out he was fingered for takes a uh, hostage of the turns out to be the daughter of the richest man in the county or the city or the fucking wherever it is they are and they go on the worst high-speed chase i have ever seen heading for the mexican border and it's just it's charlie sheen uh, you know, just at his Charlie Sheenist, it's just terrible. Henry Rollins in pursuit as a as a copper and uh, an ensemble of forgettable characters all around. Terrible movie. I'd argue it nearly falls into the so bad it's good. Only it's it's so bad it's like it's it's all right. Yeah. You need to watch it with a group of people. It's not a film you watch by yourself no yeah I, I could see it being something that we would sit down, we have yourself trip and that, and you know just. P- p- pointing out the, the plot holes and, and the stupidity yeah. that makes up the film and follow it up at Night of the Demons the remake yeah well you know fucking anything with a fucking a, a 40 stone Edward Furlong running around <laughs> you know always good. chicks climbing down <laughs> ropes and when they could walk downstairs but the chase yeah. anyway yeah so, so high speed chase Charlie Shane being chased by um, Henry, Henry Rollins. Rollins making it to the Mexican border I'll tell you how bad this film was. It took me two sittings to get through it. I actually, I just couldn't. I was watching it, and I started off having a bit of a laugh. You know, it kicks off with a r- rancid song beating in your ears, and you just kind of went, okay, this, this could be all right. Charlie Sheen. More films should start with rancid. Yeah, Charlie Sheen, rancid. You know, th- this could be okay, and it just went very, very quickly downhill from there. Absolutely yeah. fucking atrocious. Do you have your three questions? I do. Ha- I actually, I had, I believe it or not, I pulled a lot of questions from this film and I left them at work. Yeah. So Wh- why am I watching this? Yeah. Why am I still watching it? <laughs> yeah. Why have I sat back down to this a second time? But um, no, I, I, I wrote out a few questions so that I could remember. So I will go with, um, I suppose I'll start at the start in order of the way the questions go. Okay. Rancid. Yes. What band played in a, no. Okay. What bar, what candy bar did he use to pretend he had a gun when he took your woman hostage? Uh, smokers. <laughs> I have no idea. Is that even a bar? <laughs> no, I think it's a jam. It was a Butterfinger. Okay. Right. right. Um, this was kind of runs through the film then from that point. But what was the registration play of your woman's car? Uh, no idea. It was four Natalie. So the number four N A T L double E. 
because she's that rich she has her own personalised play and her name was Natalie and her father bought the car for her uh, okay then this one I just had to pull a song, uh, a song I'm saying because I'm reading my question as I'm thinking I just had to pull a question because I, I'd left the original ones at work but uh, what song did the two of them break into chorus together at? Uh-huh. Macho Man yes very good very good <laughs> Um, the village people's macho man. Okay, so that is one for three for you. Yes. So, pretty poor hey, showing again. It was. Go on, well, hit, hit well, me up. Well, wasn't really watching the film to remember what license plate it was. Yeah, but I thought it was because it, it really stood out. I just kind of yeah, that's you know you've you've seen it enough times. There's a, what was the name of the cop show they were filming when they were following Rollins and the other guy? Oh fuck. Um. Oh, I can see it. You just get a flash of it on the screen. Um, I can't remember. The police cops. <laughs> the fools. The fools. Fuck, yeah. Because it made me think of hot fools. Yeah, shit. The fools. Okay. Uh, Charlie Sheen's character, uh, Jack, whatever his name was, had a couple of rules. What was the second rule? He had a couple of rules? Yeah. Um, like one was no... The first one was no oh, spilling no. coffee on him. No... Burning the <laughs> yeah, that was rule number one. Rule number one was no burning the hostage taker or something like that. Fuck, I don't know. No loud screaming. Nah, fuck no. Okay. Officer Dobbs, the Henry Rollins Henry character, Rollins, yeah. uh, compared himself to two people. Who were they? Ah, oh, Jesus, you're killing me with these questions. Oh, fuck. Um, if you cast your mind back to earlier in the podcast, one got mentioned. Oh, don't say that to me. I don't really wreck me head out thinking back. Um, Nelson Mandela? No. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen and Sylvester oh. Stallone. Oh, fuck. That was, yeah. <laughs> Where did I get Nelson Mandela from? I don't know. <laughs> emergency question just for the... Okay, so I got nothing. You got one, yeah? yeah I won this week. You won this week. So that's... Sorry, that's two all in the overall yeah. uh, tally. Okay. So name three of the four punk bands on the soundtrack. Three of the four punk bands. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I could probably name more than that. I'm gonna go uh, Rancid. Yes. Offspring. Yes. Less than Jake. They weren't on the list I seen, but they could have been sure there. Sure, less than Jake. Um, Fat Mike's band. Um, yeah. No effects. No effects. I'm pretty sure less than Jake run it as well. And potentially bad religion maybe bad religion was it bad religion yeah, yeah. okay could have been all, all yeah it was a serious soundtrack in fairness to the film shit film um, <laughs> a film so shit that like clearly nobody checked anything to do with continuity or time or anything there was a there was one of the things that jumped out at me and I mean I had to just I just whipped out the calculator because like, I'm kind of going hang on I gotta try to work this out and I don't know if I worked it out right or not but at uh, one point uh, the bit where they decide to have sex driving along and it cuts to this ropey montage of clouds and everybody's floating and happy. Um, basically, you see a few different things. They're 10 miles from the border. Then it cuts to in the car. And if you check the clock, they're going just under 100 miles an hour. So I'm, I'm going to drop it down and average out at 90 miles an hour, which comes out at 11 minutes before they get to the border right now they're not even at the border by the time they're finished they're just outside the border and they've had full sex and it has gone from broad daylight to fucking midnight pitch black and all i mean all i got was 11 minutes fair enough you know again you just talk about what, what was the purpose of making the end of the film nighttime like at that rate like you know what i mean 
It was literally like they were filming. They were, we need to shoot this whole film in 24 hours, like. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it was bad, it really was. It was. Do you remember the two guys in the van? Uh, I do, and they had the chilli peppers. Yes. That was the bit. Remember I was saying to you that I thought I'd seen it before. I was kind of going, there was bits of it were, you I've know, seemed very peppers. familiar. But I definitely remember that bit, because I, I remember the whole thing of them correcting your woman, saying, oh, it's a monster truck, and all this sort of cracking. The, the chilli peppers, turbos. Yeah, the, the chilli peppers just acting like a... a, a the chili peppers, like a couple of stoner lads flying around in a fucking monster truck. But um, yeah. So the chase shit film, don't watch it. I put it on. Uh, I have to laugh. I I put it on my IMDb. Like I always rate films after I've watched them on IMDb, and I stuck it down at one star. And you know the way it'll tell you what you'd rate before yeah. that. And lo and behold, Smokey and the Bandit Tree was there at one star as well. So do you have to give films one star because Smokey deserved none? Yeah, unfortunately, one is the lowest. I mean, I'd actually give mine a stars if I could. I'll give that bitch a shake. Pull something out there. It can't be any worse than Smokey and the Drum Chase. Roll, please. We have the piece of paper. What have we got? What have we got? It's worse. Oh, it's really? not getting any better. Fuck. You might like it, though. Happy Gilmore. Oh, Happy Gilmore's okay. Not an Adam Sandler fan. No, neither am I. Gilmore. Adam Sandler, I could live without. The world wouldn't be a worse off place without him. But it is possibly... I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the only Adam Saddle... Saddle? <laughs> Adam Sandler film that I actually like. It's because it was the one time that the whole kind of shouty guy thing worked because he's meant to have these anger issues. Because that's all he does. He's got shouty guy and retarded guy. Yeah. That's his two and acting styles. Uh, rapey guy in 51st States. Yeah, well, I guess you could argue that point. But, um, yeah, but Happy Gilmore I actually like. Uh, yeah, I could go for that. I could probably right. actually fucking uh, take your three questions now on Happy Gilmore. I've seen that a lot. So do, Happy do Gilmore. I have to watch Happy Gilmore then? Can you just not talk about it and I'll forfeit the quiz section? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm afraid not. If I've had to sit through smoking the man in the tree and the chase, you're sitting through fucking Happy Gilmore. Right. Uh, back back to the chase. Yeah. Did Rollins return his cop uniform or did he use it for Liar? Oh, I'd say that's it in Liar because Liar was 95, wasn't it? Around the same time. Yeah, 94, 95 for Liar. Making one to the <laughs> yeah, other. He, yeah, it was probably done. He looked at it a bit red at one point in the <laughs> film. So yeah, I'm going to say he was he used the same cameras. He was like, yeah, can yeah. you have a camera? Come over here. I need to film this fucking song over here. Right, so from the movie Box of Doom to our next uh, segment, if you will, we got my fucked up fairy tales. Excellent. Now, I'm kind of sorry I started with such a high bar last week of... Uh, rape yeah, and, and fucking incest and, incest and you know cannibalism and all that because it, it was going to be a hard act to follow so I'm going to tame it down this week and prove that it wasn't all cannibalism and rape back in the day but still, <laughs> we're, still we're not really out the incest yeah but to call it a fairy story you know is is a bit harsh but this week uh, I'm going to go with Rumpelstiltskin that's the the sowing of the gold or that's the one it's the basically you have the Miller's daughter the Miller you know, can't keep his yap shut, bragging about the town, wants to make himself out to be the big man. His word gets to the king that this boy is saying that his daughter can spin straw into gold. So the king comes along and says, right, you with me. Brings her along, locks her up in the tower. Is this the same king from the other fairy tale? Quite town? possibly, the, I mean. The guy who had the ability to just abandon one castle because his daughter fell asleep. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, kings back in the day were meant to be, you know, trustworthy lads ruling kingdoms and all, but every fairy tale seems to involve uh, some fucking king of some fairly yeah. dodgy kind of background and, and, and but the, motive. The queen was generally okay. It was the stepmother when 
Gone yeah, it was always the stepmother was the bad one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the queen was always grand. Queen was usually dead. Yes. You know, it was usually yeah, held hence the stepmother. Like, you know, chances are though, if you really looked into it, it was the fucking king who killed it. You know, but anyway, this uh, the king takes this girl. Says to her, right, come is she, on, is she over 16 at this stage? It doesn't matter, you know what I mean? You know, you can add, you know, statutory rape to the charges <laughs> of kidnapping and entrapment if you want. You know you what I mean? It doesn't will. really matter, you know. You're the king. He's going to be found insane anyway. He's getting a girl to so fucking strong to gold, so he's got his case well fucking stitched he does. up. Anyway, he sticks this girl in a room, in a tower or whatever, full of straw, says to her, here you go. We're going to come back in the morning, this straw better be gold. So she's sitting there kind of going, Oh shit, man! I can't sew this stuff. I can't kind of change straw to gold. And he's like, "Oh well, you better because if you don't, I'm gonna chop your head off." So this, uh, she's sitting there crying her eyes out. Fucking cue an imp called Rumpelstiltskin. So this imp comes along, kind of goes, "Oh, what's the story? What's going on here?" She tells him the story. He says, "Well, right." Was the imp just passing through. You know, it's attracted by tears. Yeah, what the hell? yeah, he can smell tears. He there's nothing like a woman's tears to attract an imp. He basically says, yeah, okay, I'll change this straw to gold, but uh, I want that necklace. So she goes, yeah, done deal. Oh, excuse me, yawning again, such an interesting story. Um, she says, yeah, done deal, here you go. King comes back the next morning, boom, room full of gold. Brilliant. Not happy with that. Whips her into a bigger <laughs> room full of straw. Says, right, make it happen, I'll be back in the morning. Same thing happens, imp comes back, she has a bracelet. Here you go, take this, grand job, thanks very much. Comes, King comes back the next morning, room full of gold, grand. Still not happy. Brings her into literally a fucking uh, a shed full of the stuff. Says right. Was it gathering all the all the straw from the land? Yeah, this boy is clearing every field in the district. Like it brought it all back. Basically says to her, right, here's the deal. You change this lot into gold, and I'm gonna marry you. If not, you're dead. So she kind of goes, right, grand, no bother. Rumpelstiltskin comes back. This chick hasn't got home to kind of dip into our jewelry box anymore, so she's got nothing left to barter with. So. She says to him, well, right, you know, one of them suggests, how about your firstborn? Yeah, no bother. Sounds like a deal. It's that or death. You're going to offer it up. She says, yeah, grand. So King comes back the next morning. Rooms full of gold. Oh, Jesus, brilliant. This one's a keeper. True to his word. Marries her. Get down jiggly on the, the wedding night. She's not in a coma or anything like that. Um, has a baby. So, of course, back comes Rumpelstiltskin to claim his prize. So, of course, the queen at this stage says, no, man, it's me baby. I don't want you to take me baby and all. So a bit of, you know, this, this boy likes to barter, as we know, you know. Um, so a bit of bartering goes on. So she, he kind of, he sets her a challenge as to, you have to guess my name. I'll give you three guesses. You have to guess my name. And you'll, um, what you call it? So you've, you've, I'll be back in the morning and I'll, I'll guess your name. So she turns around and she sends out a bunch of, I don't know, what 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 is queen got fucking helpers you know I don't know I mean whatever the people go look for your children when or yeah. your your she basically gets, gets a bunch of children. gets a bunch of boys together says right go out follow this guy find where he lives I need to know his name so off they go they track him back one guy tracks him back to his house cave wherever imps live and the dopey bastard not only got followed home but he's dancing around all happy happy. <laughs> And has came up with a rubbish song about, oh, well, tomorrow comes, tomorrow comes, I'll have a baby, because she doesn't know my name is Rumpelstiltskin. Doesn't even rhyme, doesn't matter, he doesn't think anyone's listening. You know, it's grand. So your man cheeses it back to the castle, tells her, his name's Rumpelstiltskin. She says, grand. Stiltskin arrives back the next day, says, okay, here you go. So for the first couple of guesses, she feigns ignorance and pretends that she doesn't know. But for the third one... His first guess, uh, 
Bob. Yeah, no. no. Paul. No. He's there rubbing okay. his hands and dancing. Yeah, he's there, yeah. He's Tomorrow's sizing up coma. that baby, kind of getting his, his, his push chair ready. So she tells him Rumpelstiltskin anyway. do with the baby? I don't know. What do wimps do after they're not turning straw to gold? Oh, pretty eat it or something like that. Back there, the baby's crying. Yeah, he's all he's like... pooing. Yeah, he's all like, you know what? I'm going to trade this baby off on somebody there for some gold, you know? Yeah. But um, so he has an absolute shift fit. Goes completely fucking furious. Can't believe that this one guessed his name. Gets so mad that he stamps his rifle so hard that he sinks himself up to his waist. Enraged even more, grabs his left foot with both hands and tears himself in half. <laughs> and that's that. You know, there, there, go, there's your, there's your clothes and scene. Now go to sleep, there, children. Yeah. Now off his go, kids. See you in the morning. So <laughs> we, you know, Rumpelstiltskin. I mean, not quite the. Shades of necrophilia of last week or last episode. Not something you tell your children as they're going to sleep. This is my point. This is what got me onto this. Was like every time I seen one of these and kind of then it got me thinking back and I looked more and more into and kind of researched it a little. They're just they're sinister and there's like there's no, you know, there's no great moral to the story. There's no kind of you know you don't come away with me kind of feeling good. Kind of going ah oh, that was nice, yeah. wasn't it? You know you be good or your dad will tell the king you can so. Gold, straw to gold, you know. That's then right. you'll end up with an imp trying to steal your, your child, your baby, and then. But don't worry, you'll know his name, and he'll just tear himself in half. Mm. I mean, how enraged was this <laughs> imp that he he tore, and how strong was he that he tore himself in half? <laughs> like rather than pull his foot out of the world, yeah, you're not strong. Just pull your foot back out of the ground, you know. Then there was another version of an ending. Uh, I'm not sure if it was the Grim Brothers or not, where basically he stamps so hard that like a chasm opens up and swallows him up. He falls into it and stuff like that. But I much prefer to tear himself in half. Yeah, much better. That's <laughs> just so much more ridiculous that it just again, it's just fucked up. It really is. But that's that. That's this week's fucked up fairy tale. Excellent. And that's a. Uh, that's about all I've got for this week anyway, you know. I've, well, I have a couple of other bits, but I don't want to go into them blind, so I've got I've got some stuff here that uh, I want to give a little bit of thought to before I bring them up, so we'll maybe hit them up on the next episode. Yeah, we can add to our wanker collection and talk about what we will. We well, what we'll there. do is we'll also get a placement system. Um, we'll come up with the ones we have and we'll put them in order. We'll stick it up. You can check it out. It'll be on emeraldreprobates.wordpress.com. Uh, if you have any input or want to give us a bit of dog's abuse right like that, you can get us up on Twitter. It's at ERP official. So you can check out the uh, the switch that birthday. Yeah, you can. Thing. Yeah, we're also um, uh, we're also running across the website, Twitter, and Facebook, which is the Emerald Reprobates Podcast on Facebook. We're uh, we're just doing a daily uh, montage of it's switch that Bert. and basically what we're doing is we're taking two people, mainly. Note notable celebrity esque type people, born on the same day. There's one per one one a day comes out, and what we're doing is it's basically just a a disturbing face swap on them. And you know we've like take today for instance. I mean today is Monday. It's the third of March, and today was Ronan Keaton of Boyzone fame and Jessica Biel. Not of Boyzone fame. Oh <laughs> yeah. What? Not of Boyzone. Not fame. of Boyzone fame. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't usually like anything Justin Timberlake's been in, but she's all right. Um, you know, basically the two of these got their face swapped, and it's disturbing to say the least. You know, you go right back, we've got Ric Flair and Carrot Top. 
you know, you've got uh, um, Justin Bieber and Booker T. Justin Bieber and Booker T. Probably the worst looking one because to make a white kid look black was just hard. But anyway, they're up there. You can check them out. They're on the emeraldreprobates.wordpress.com or you can just check them out on the Twitter feed or the Facebook feed. Other than that, though, uh, I'm done. Yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Okay, so for me, Derek, it's goodbye. And for me, James, goodbye. Jog on.